Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown, Colorado State. Football Friday, Football Friday is back. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Got another fun Football Friday packed for you. It's a pretty exciting weekend for the Mountain West, actually. A lot of really good games to get into. So if you're new around here, Football Friday means we're going to just kind of go around the league and talk about each game, what's intriguing about it, why you may want to watch it, why you may not want to watch it. There there are some games that I probably wouldn't watch as well. So excited to get into detail with some of those. I always enjoy just talking about the league as a whole. Uh, it's just a nice change of pace, given how much we talk about CSU all the time, which don't get me wrong, I love doing, uh, but it's just a nice change of pace to talk about some of the other teams as well. Before we jump into Football Friday, though, I did want to take a quick second to shout out CSU Volleyball. They moved to 17-1 and Thursday night with a five-set victory over the Boise State Broncos. That took place in Boise. Uh, Rams on a 16-game winning streak, which is just absolutely absurd. They really, I mean, at this point, I think this was probably their toughest road game left on the schedule. It's still got to go up to Laramie, but we will see what happens with them. There's a pretty good chance that they run the table from here on out. Uh, so just congratulations to them. They're awesome. They represent CSU so positively, and they're full of great people. It's just a great team overall. You should head over to Moby Arena and check them out if you haven't had an opportunity to watch CSU volleyball yet this season. They're they're super legit. We shared a national article uh, from the DNVR Rams account the other day that was just talking about how uh, CSU is as good as anybody in the country, and you really shouldn't sleep on them uh, as long as they can get you know a decent just uh, seeding and a matchup and all that in the NCAA tournament. They really could make a deep run this year. So 
keep an eye out on CSU Volleyball, 17-1, and one, killing it, uh, making everybody feel proud to be. Along with CSU Volleyball, I have to shout out Nico Carvacho, the redshirt senior center for Colorado State men's basketball, was named to the preseason watch list for the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award. That is the, an award that is annually presented to the nation's top center. Uh, the preseason list was announced today by the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, Carvacho, one of two Mountain West centers to make the list, him and Niamis Keita of Utah State. Uh, so congratulations to him. <laughs> you can hear in the background my dog is trying to get on the podcast. Hi, Annie. But uh, congratulations to Nico Carvacho. Really, really impressive. He was a finalist for the award last year. First team All-Mountain West, first team Mountain West All-Defensive team. Uh, the Basketball Writers Association named him All-District. So just such a such a really great year for him individually. I know it definitely wasn't what CSU fans were hoping for in year one under, under Nico Medved, but I just have to remind everyone that this process does take time. The program is trending in the right direction. They have the right group of guys to just kind of put this all together. I've been really impressed with how the assistants have been able to recruit over the last couple of years. Uh, that shows this year with the freshmen that CSU was able to sign as well as, you know, Kendall Moore and Adam Thistlewood. Those were two guys that wanted to play for Nico at Drake, obviously flipped their commitments to CSU solely to play with Medved. So I think that speaks highly about his character and just we're going to, we're going to see the rewards, I think at some points this season and really, really moving into the, into next season. It's, the roster is there. You have a foundation. There's a lot of young talent. And I just think that this is a team that is capable of making some noise. So congratulations to Nico Carvacho on that selection. Certainly well-deserved. He's going to have a good chance to win that award if he plays up to his full potential. Uh, congrats to him. That award will ultimately be announced in April. So we've got a long ways to go until that ends up really being a factor. Have the entire college basketball season to play, I guess, would be the easiest way to put it, but I certainly am looking forward to the college basketball season. Obviously, it'll just give me a chance to write about something other than football, which can be a little bit daunting at times. I think right now we're kind of in a position where no matter what we write, people are upset because it's not a Fire Mike Bobo column. Uh, so it's just a long, it just becomes kind of long. So excited to mix in some basketball with that. We'll have a media day for CSU basketball, I believe on October 23rd. Uh, the women's team will have one as well. So all kinds of content for hoops come in in the next couple of weeks. Really excited to see this team get a little bit closer to the season. But yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the pigskin. Let's start football Friday. Starting Friday night, we've got some Friday night football action. I guess that's a little bit redundant when I said starting Friday night. But Fresno State will host UNLV. Why is this game interesting? Why would we care about two teams on the west side of the division? Well, I'll tell you. Fresno State is CSU's next opponent. Rams obviously traveling to Fresno uh, next Saturday for a matchup with the Bulldogs. After that, CSU hosts UNLV. So the next two opponents that CSU will face while uh, the Rams have a chance to watch them play each other tonight while they're on a bye. So that's kind of rare to have a bye week and get to see the two opponents that you're about to face next square off. Nice opportunity for the staff to get some film, get an idea of what these two teams do well. Uh, two teams that are kind of in 
different positions, if we're being honest. I think nobody really had that high of expectations for UNLV coming in. Tony Sanchez, certainly on the hot seat. I mean, has not accomplished much of anything during his time in Las Vegas. I was a great high school coach down there, but has not been able to translate it to the next level, at least at this point. But they are coming off of a 24-point road win over Vanderbilt. Uh, Really crazy, if we're being honest. They went into Vanderbilt last weekend and just dominated the game in every single phase. I mean, it was kind of close in the first quarter, moving into the second quarter, but the Rebels scored the final 27 points of the game, secure a 34-10 win over Fresno State. Definitely the biggest UNLV win of the Tony Sanchez era. Uh, one of the one of the many upsets that the Mountain West has been able to get over Power Five teams this year. CSU obviously not one of them. They were 0 and 2 in their two chances. Wah, wah, wah. But Fresno State looking to rediscover their identity. They lost to Air Force on the road last weekend. That final score was 43 to 24. Fresno State kind of a a weird team. I have a tough time getting a gauge for truly how good they are. They have a lot of experience, a lot of veterans, so they make me nervous, certainly at home, uh, but it just all really comes down to defense. It's always been the identity of Jeff Tedford, and they've kind of made a name for themselves with that smash mouth defense over the last couple of years. It's what's propelled them to a couple of conference championship appearances, uh, but this year they've they've been up and down the two times that they've held their opponents under 30 points, they won both games. Uh, the the three times that they've given up more, they're 0-3 in those games, 31 points, 38 points, 43 points respectively. Uh, so just kind of really odd for a program that's kind of made its name on defense has really struggled on that side of the football all season. So I will definitely be tuned into that game Friday night, 8 p.m., I believe that game is on CBS Sportsnet. I should have double-checked, but that starts at 8 o'clock. So nice Friday night action for you. Nice chance to scout CSU's next two opponents. On Saturday morning, Wyoming 4-2 and two will face New Mexico 2-4. and four. This is probably the least desirable game of any of the conference matchups this weekend. I just, I don't, there's not a whole lot there. Wyoming announced that their safeties coach has been suspended after getting a DUI. But it's not like they lost their head coach or a coordinator. Uh, It will be interesting to see if it's a distraction in any way or not, or if it ends up factoring in like New Mexico just goes crazy through the air for the first time this season or something, something obscure like that. Uh, But ultimately, I don't think the Cowboys should have any issues with New Mexico at home. They've been good against the run all season. I'm guessing this game is going to be a blowout. So of all the Mountain West games, probably least interested in Wyoming hosting New Mexico. Uh, My apologies to the folks in Laramie and the people down in Albuquerque, but it's just not that interesting of a game. I'm just not that into it. Um, I could see New Mexico making things interesting, just catching Wyoming off guard a little bit. It's one of those where it's kind of like Air Force. You just you don't see their offense a whole lot and they can kind of catch you off guard, break a 30 or 40 yard run here or there. Uh, But ultimately I think Wyoming's stout defense should be able to stifle them throughout the night. And I just don't think New Mexico's defense is good enough to stop anyone. I really don't believe in the Wyoming offense. I've talked about that all season. Sean Chambers does not impress me. 
Uh, he's a great college quarterback in the sense of he loves playing for Wyoming. He loves to go out there and compete. He's not shying away from contact. He's a dude who loves to drop his shoulder, run through linebackers. Uh, kind of looks like a linebacker out there. He's huge. He's got great size. But he just isn't a great thrower of the football. And when you are a quarterback, being accurate is kind of an important thing. So we'll be interested in that game from the sense of I want to see how Wyoming handles uh, the New Mexico rushing attack. But other than that, not a whole lot of reason to tune into that game this weekend. Uh, we're going to continue with this in just a second, but we got to take a hot second and shout out our friends, our sponsors, Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery, get drunk off the best. All right, all jokes aside, shout out to our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, whether it's the Avalanche Ale, Strawberry Sky, Colorado Core, they've got the selection to make your party a hit. Highly recommend you check them out. Look for Breckenridge Brewery at any of your local liquor stores. Certainly you can grab them in the grocery store, wherever you buy your beer. If you're going to be drinking this weekend, do it with a brick brew in your hand. Once more, I'd like to remind you that you are listening to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. If you're looking for a gluten-free substitution for your breakfast, why not support a local company like Canyon Gluten-Free? Uh, visit their website for a coupon. That's canyonglutenfree.com for a coupon. All right, moving on from that boring Wyoming-New Mexico game. I know you guys hate when I talk about the Cowboys, so we'll just leave that game in the rear and move on to one of the surprising, surprisingly interesting matchups of the season. You've got 3-3 three and three San Jose State hosting... 5-1 and one San Diego State. Now, for one, this game is a little bit surprising because San Jose State is actually a decent football team this year. They're not great, they're nothing special, uh, but they have an identity on both sides of the football, and they're going to compete well against anyone that they play. I've really been uh, impressed with their offense. I, I didn't see this coming, and honestly, this is a game that San Jose State can win. It really would not surprise me if they upset San Diego State this weekend. Uh, the Aztecs have a phenomenal defense. I certainly buy into them. I think that they're a team that could definitely win, you know, eight, nine, ten games this year. But I just don't believe in that offense. It's as vanilla as it gets. Uh, I see a lot of similarities between them and Wyoming, if we're being honest. They have quarterbacks that are decent athletes, can move around, can scramble, and tend to improvise that's when they're playing their best is when they're running around and they catch the defense off guard they're not guys that are going to drop back in the pocket and you know make a quick read beat you across the middle uh, anything like that they're not pocket quarterbacks they're not that's just not their skill set uh, ultimately San Diego State probably that defense I just it's so good I'm not sure that San Jose State's offense is going to be able to move the football like they have the last couple of weeks but hey they're at home they've got decent momentum I know they're coming off of a tough loss a three-point loss to Malik Henry and Nevada but keep an eye on that game starts at 5 p.m. on Saturday San Jose State taking on San Diego State uh, upset alert be be on the look for that one it would not be surprising if the Spartans are able to to steal a win I think they'll keep it close regardless but we'll see uh, who ends up getting that win if the Aztecs win they will be the second team in the conference to become bowl eligible. Boise State did so last week. 
Speaking of Boise State, they've got an interesting matchup as well. The Broncos currently 6-0, and really just kind of steamrolling through the conference. They beat a very talented Hawaii team last weekend, but they have an interesting road test this week. Got to go to Provo and face BYU. The Cougars, honestly, they're pretty mediocre. They're 2-4 and this year. Their defense has really struggled. They give, they've given up a lot of yards, a lot of points. Uh, the offense has been way too inconsistent. I don't the thing about BYU is is they have one of the best home field advantages in the country. Um, it's it's one of the hardest places to play regardless of how good the team is. It's one where they're always going to have a chance to beat you at home. It's just how it is. It's intense. You've got high altitude. It's probably going to be a little bit chilly at night. But, you know, those aren't things that should bother Boise State. But it's just a tough place to play. Uh, ultimately, Boise State kind of trying to keep their... I guess technically their playoff chances alive. Really, at this point, you're kind of just playing for a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. If a G5 team did run the table, win the league, maybe they could make the playoff. If a bunch of chaos happened in front of them, but I'll believe it when I see it. I don't. I don't believe in the current format that a G5 team is capable of making the playoff without a near perfect season. You'd have to beat like multiple road teams, probably beat like a top three team in the country, something like that. Uh, Really, CSU's 2017 schedule uh, would have been a good format. You had a good Mountain West schedule. You went to Tuscaloosa, face number one Alabama. You beat a P5 team at home in Oregon State. And then if they would have beat CU, uh, which they, of course, did not do, they haven't done so at all in the Mike Bobo era. Uh, but as far as this Boise State game goes, I don't. I, who are you rooting for if you're a CSU fan? I mean, I don't, there's definitely not any love lost when it comes to CSU and BYU when I when I talk to the the longtime Mountain West fans, people like me that have been watching the league uh, since its inception, really. I mean, I was a very young when it first started, obviously, but for my entire life, I followed the Mountain West, and I very much remember those Mountain West uh, rivalries. I remember CSU-BYU. I remember, I believe it was like 2008, where you have the, the Gartrell Johnson touchdown, and Joey Porter gets called for unsportsmanlike for running out onto the field and chest bumping him. Uh, that was before he was coaching here just an awesome moment. I know they got flagged for it, but so awesome. CSU ends up losing that game, uh, but such a fun memory. I just remember the Rams wearing, I believe, the all greens that night under the lights, so fun game, uh, but I'll, I'll be rooting for Boise State in this game, and I'll tell you why. Ultimately, I want to see a Mountain West team in the represented in the New York Six, six Bulls. On, I, I just dislike the American Conference. I have a bias against them. I think them propping themselves up as a Power Six conference was such an incredibly lame move. I mean, you can call yourself it all you want. I can call myself an MVP quarterback, but it's not true. So, and I don't know. I just I want Boise State to be in the thick of things at the end. Uh, if they win this game on the road, there's a really strong chance that Boise State could run the table. They've still got a couple of tough games left, and I know that's not what CSU fans want to hear because the Rams obviously still have to host Boise State the day after Thanksgiving, um, that's a game where I think people will just kind of be interested in, is it the last game of a certain coaching staff? Are there changes coming? We will see, but 8-15 Mountain Time start for that game, 6-0 Boise State taking on 2-4 BYU. Another interesting game uh, at night, they've got a lot of late night games Saturday night at the Mountain West this week. Utah State's going to host Nevada. Been a weird year for that, for the Aggies, they're they're three and two, so they're not in a bad position, but Jordan Love definitely has not lived up to the hype at all this season. He was 
propped up as the superstar quarterback, and he's certainly been good throughout his career, but it's weird. He's kind of just going in this senior slump. Uh, it's, <laughs> I don't I don't really understand what it is. I don't know if it's the new coaching staff. I mean, they kept the offensive system the same, which was smart in my opinion. Why would you force Jordan Love to try and learn something new? But they just haven't really looked like a team that is legitimately going to compete for a conference title. Like, I wouldn't feel strong about their chances against – Hawaii, I think Boise State would beat them down. I think Wyoming has a good chance of beating Utah State. Uh, but they're, they're going to need a home win this weekend. Nevada, 4-2, and two, coming off of a win over San Jose State. A weird team. They've played a lot of quarterbacks. I think three at this point. Malik Henry made his official debut last week, leading them to a win. He finished 24-39 of 39 for 373 yards. Did have a pair of interceptions, only one touchdown, but... 62% completion percentage, pretty good pretty good for your debut. I mean, I think everyone was curious when Malik Henry ultimately, ultimately ended up at Nevada if he was going to end up playing. He did. He led them to victory. I don't think he was a superstar or anything like that in the game. I didn't watch a whole lot of it, so I don't want to speak out of terms, but I'll, I'll be interested to see what he's able to do against a decent Utah State team on the road. Can he lead them to victory? We shall see. Uh, the Malik Henry saga continues. It's weird with that whole last chance you. It's like you feel like you know these players a little bit just because you get to see them so up close and personal and to see everything that he's been through. Now he's at Nevada. Uh, we'll see. I think he's kind of a prima donna, if we're being completely honest. I don't think that he looked particularly good in that show. But, you know, as Keith Williams, who went to Independence Community College, pointed out to me, you know, those cameras aren't rolling all the time. They only show what they're trying to show to create an image. Uh, so it, it may be a little unfair of me to judge him, but just based on what I've seen, I I thought he was a little bit of a prima donna. But we will see what he's able to do this weekend. He obviously has a big arm, great athlete, a one-time Florida State quarterback, one-time taught two or three. I don't, he might have even been the number one quarterback uh, recruit in the country so we will see what happens in that one the the last mountain west game of the week as it usually is is hawaii the warriors four and two coming off of a tough road loss to boise state will host air force also four and two and coming off of a big time home win over fresno state this is a sleeper for one of the best games of the weekend of any college football not just the mountain west i think it's definitely the most intriguing game in the league this weekend, but this is a lot of fun. These are two really good teams, two teams that could not play any different from each other. Air Force wants to just ground it out, long drives, a lot of fullback dives, a lot of jumbo sets. You know the drill, just typical Air Force rushing triple option attack. Hawaii loves to spread things out, often goes four or five wide receivers. They play up-tempo. They let Cole McDonald really just sling it. They're a team who, if we're being completely honest, I, I just love watching. I love watching this Nick Rolovich-led team. Can they win this at home? We will see. Air Force, I think, is as dangerous as any team in the league this year. They just have a lot of experience. They play everyone tough. That offense is so brutal to try and combat. But, you know, Hawaii, like Provo, one of the tougher places in the country to play. So much of it has to do just with the travel and you know, will Air Force have jet lag? They've had to travel quite a bit over the last couple of weekends. I know they were at home last week against Fresno State, but before that, they went to Annapolis, ultimately lost to Navy in that game. The offense kind of looked a little stagnant at times. 
Will that happen again on the island? We'll see. I think Hawaii probably gets this win at home. I just think that they're going to be able to score some points. I think Air Force will definitely keep things close. I think this is a situation where you have both teams score 30-plus, go back and forth all night. Uh, But we'll see. I mean, Air Force, sometimes it's like hit or miss with them. It's like they score 40 points or they score 7 points, and it's a 10-7 game. So I'll I'll definitely be watching it. I'm imagining most CSU fans will be rooting for Hawaii. I don't see them rooting for Air Force. But it's a brutal trip, brutal trip for the Falcons and an opportunity for them to get a road win. I mean, if you beat Hawaii on the road, you're in position to compete for a conference conference championship. And ultimately, I think that's always the goal. So a lot of fun this weekend, a lot of good football. Thank you to everyone for listening today. Always enjoy these Football Friday podcasts. I will tweet out uh, some picks later today did that last weekend went eight and two not bad if you have any suggestions for games that you'd like to hear uh, my input on tweet it my way i'll respond back as best as i can but hope everyone has a good weekend hope everyone watches a whole lot of football Scummy like Martin Scarelli, turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. But water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.